0: Hey y'all, welcome back. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, wherever you are in the world. I'm Nish B, and this is the 212, a place for unsolicited advice and opinions. Today I'm talking to my homie Lama, the host of Views of an Ex podcast. So it's only right that we spoke about love and relationships experiences. Uh, I've also been on his podcast where I shared my experience about my. X and how I got through it and our heartbreak and I just thought it was only right that I bring him on my show and we talk about how we discuss love and how we discuss relationships over here Um, we also got a chance to hear how black people may live completely different lives but we all share similar experiences so I wanted you guys to tune in and see what we all have in common
1: just where you see life going after this whole
0: pandemic yeah so it's interesting because you want to be optimistic about it but it's almost scary enough that it's laughable because like you want things to go the way you want it to go like you want black lives to matter you want um (laughs) you want this disease to go away you want us to have our jobs back you want us you know business to thrive again and everything to but the reality of it is all all ducks can't be in a row all the ducks aren't going to be in a row we might get a little more change with black lives matter but Mm -hmm. it's going to be tough right now in this lifetime in this year in this decade we might get a vaccine but who wants to take that shit I ain't taking that shit. you know what i'm saying yeah but it's still like what are our options and not telling us what we could do outside of the vaccine to cure ourselves so it's like we got to figure it out that way and then it's like what are we going to do about the jobs how are we going to get uh, um money now a lot of people lost their jobs a lot right. of businesses shut down what are we going to do when we come back right how's the economy going to be running right And then they they boosted MTA fares. The poor people can't even afford to ride the fucking train to go to work. That's the most of their money now. Yeah. It's crazy.
1: We can't just do our own shit. The black dollar, keep the black dollar with us. Like, follow Tyler Perry um, Lee. This nigga was doing shit behind the scene. Started a whole Black Hollywood in Atlanta. Yeah. Right. we got billionaires. Shit is just nuts to me. When you think about it, white people have no, they have nothing. Like, they have they have the money, but they have no creativity. They have no uh, culture, basically.
0: Like, nothing. Everything is stolen. Everything is yeah. adapted.
1: That shit is wild to me.
0: It is. I've had that argument before, too.
1: About them not having...
0: Culture.
1: Yeah, like, they have NASCAR. <laughs> they have um, golf.
0: <laughs>
1: Hockey. Hockey. We could take over that. If we start yeah, at sure. early age, we could take over that. Sure. But NASCAR—they
0: wouldn't the thing, allow black yeah. people to
1: skate. Yeah, so. the thing with NASCAR <laughs> is you have to be rich mm. because you, you, touch, you test test on cars. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: that's true.
1: Or know somebody that has NASCAR cars to test to test drive on. That's something we might not ever be good at.
0: So I think we're all going through this stage where we are pushing ourselves to be optimistic. And because we don't want to disappoint ourselves or the possibility of what will happen in the end, we've become realist. And the stage of being a realist is just anger at all times. You're seeing what's happening. You're giving it real emotion. You can't even really uh, communicate or express how you really feel without coming across as angry. It's a tough time for all of us, but it's always important to remember that this time is pivotal. Like we can become millionaires out of this time. We could become the next CEO, the greatest entrepreneur. We could become the best at whatever we're doing specifically and intentionally. So it's, better to live in the now, like, even in this snippet, we started speaking about the privileges that other communities have when it comes to even something like hobbies and culture, like, we can't NASCAR, we can't do that. We don't have the, we don't have the ends to have a car to smash it possibly. We didn't have the opportunity to be young kids learning how to skate, like, There are so many little things that we could be mad about, but we got to unify and figure out things together at this point, because being a realist and Black is really tough. I love, I love traveling. I'm. I'm upset with myself that I haven't kept up with myself the way that my parents kept up with us. Like my parents took us everywhere. So now I feel like as an adult, I need to keep that yeah. up, you know? Yeah. Later. I went to mad different places as a kid. Yeah. Sure we did. Mm-hmm. I went to mad different places. I was local as hell growing up. Really? What Almost I Almost so many places.
1: What I knew was Bear Mountain i
0: loved that mountain though fresh air fun i was in fresh air fun yeah. Pennsylvania. how was fresh air fun racist really
1: me yeah. really i was with a white family and
0: i thought fresh air fun was some lit shit
1: it was the family was good but the they um the kids was like racist well mm-hmm. towards me because he had a spanish kid that was with me and he looked more white than uh, uh black He's, you know like, like you see a Puerto Rican, he looks more like a white mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. He was one of those. Mm-hmm. So for me, they didn't want to teach me how to swim, the brothers and sisters. They didn't want to do that with me. Damn. But at that age, I was like eight, nine. Yeah. I didn't know what it was until I got older. I was like, oh, all right. This, they was treating uh, me different.
0: Got it. Got it.
1: The parents, they, they was cool. Like they, um there was one situation where we was collecting cans and collecting bottles and stuff.
0: But wait, are those like adopted kids?
1: What us? What, no, uh, the no, no, that was a real kids Those are their real yeah. kids
0: acting like that. Yeah, so maybe they act like that too. They had to learn from somewhere.
1: Yeah. I like it. So we was collecting cans and whatever we had at the end of the fresh air fund. It was like, but like, two or three weeks, we'll go um, cash it in. So the, the Puerto Rican kid, he was stealing some of my cans. And I told him and the family fought for me. But then the brothers and sisters looking at me funny because they liked that. They liked the other kid more than they liked me. And I was like, hey, he was stealing my cans.
0: Right, fuck that. Yeah,
1: so I had $11. He had like seven.
0: <laughs> right. And I didn't
1: know what it was until I got older. I was like, oh, fresh air fun. Wasn't that good. Think about it. They okay. taught me how to swim. They taught me how to count money. Like they taught me little life things. But the main purpose of it is to see how it is outside of the city. Like being in a family structured thing outside of New York City.
0: Did your mom have any other
1: kids? Hell yeah, she had five others. <laughs> she would have had six. No, yeah. she had six altogether.
0: together
1: uh-huh. Yeah, uh, she would have had seven, but she had a miscarriage. Wow.
0: wow.
1: I don't know what... Like, when, I, when you get older, you start thinking about, like, the, your parents was out here. She was,
0: Wait, it was all your mother and father the same?
1: No. Oh, all oh. different fathers. Oh. That's what I'm like. Damn, that's, when you get older... Yeah. When you're young, you're like, oh, that's why your father don't do this. That's why uh, It was like a competition. When you get older, you be like, damn, I'm almost out here. <laughs> like, why she had all of us like that? <laughs> like, the way women are degraded, It's like, yo... Like, I rest her soul, but, yeah, she was out here. She had six of us, all different fathers. Some don't, re- never seen a father, so it's like 50-50. Three of us know our father, three don't.
0: Damn. Um... All right, I'm back for a little snippet, just to give y'all a little convo before I give you guys a big piece of uh, conversation between me and Llama, but uh, I want to encourage the parents to give their children the experiences that they can afford. Even the ones that they can afford, try to stretch a penny, stretch a dollar, eat granola for a week just to give your kids those experiences because I'm so grateful for what my parents did. And I will forever feel like someone who is well-traveled, someone who is diverse in culture and music and environment and conversation Solely because my parents took the initiative and said, this is important to me for her to have. And I really appreciate that. I see that me and him had a completely different lifestyle. Like I was raised in a two-parent home. You know, I went to the same schools as the people in my neighborhood. You know, I didn't really have too much uh, trouble growing up. And to see that we had such a completely different upbringing it's kind of crazy that we still had similar experiences so tune in for the rest of the conversation to see what his relationships were like or why he's like that or what does the relationship with his mother have to do with how he's dating now let's see what he says who were your male figures when you were growing up
1: drug dealers. (laughs) Really? Yeah. I was good at sports. So um, they used to recruit me to play on their teams. Gotcha. Yeah. It was either he was good at sports or he was in the game.
0: Gotcha. So
1: I was good at sports. Back in the day, the drug dealers used to have their own teams. Whether it was kids.
0: Like tournaments?
1: Tournaments, yeah. So there was this one guy, I forgot his name, but he had an arcade where he sold drugs out of. And he used to he'd see me playing basketball and he recruited me. But then um, when I grew up in a group home, I had a mentor and um, he passed away when I was a senior. And I don't you know. tell where, me about that? Yeah, that shit was crazy. Um, but that was one guy that I looked up to and then my uncle, he was older, but he always told stories that I take the like, lessons from when he used to play jazz or hang out with the jazz dudes and let's just take those stories and, and get what I could get out of them or like work hard um uh, provide and everything he he taught me those type of lessons my mentor was more of like guiding me through life type of, type of thing. I don't really have no OG yeah I say that today, I'm like, yo, I never had nobody I could learn love from. I never seen a successful uh, relationship or marriage to get a a key example, oh, this is how you love a person. It was all through like rap videos and fucking R&B songs. That's crazy. Right. Yeah, But that was, um, that's how I grew up seeing love.
0: You know what? I'm not even really laughing at you. I'm actually just laughing with you because I don't feel like I'm that different because it's not that I didn't see it's not that I've never seen love. It wasn't directly in front of my face. Mm -hmm. My parents were married when I was a kid but they weren't affectionate. They weren't like, you know what I'm saying? And they didn't teach us they didn't teach us how men and women should love because they didn't want us to be sexual. Right, right. That yeah, was the yeah, whole yeah. thing. Like, I don't want y'all to think of sex. I don't want y'all to even, we don't even wanna give off that image to y'all. We're gonna be private even if we are. Like, I probably only seen my parents kiss them, like 10 times. And how did you react to that? The first time I was like, oh, I was a kid, you know.
1: But yeah, never seen a, like a true successful relationship. It's always, it was either domestic violence in it, or.
0: Now no. you have though, right? Still no?
1: Who, oh uh, yeah, one. But even with the, even with that relationship, they went through some shit, but they worked it out. Yeah, that's the only one I can think of, my cousins. Wow. Over in Florida. The one I thought was my aunt and uncle and he passed away, we found out a lot of shit. Like a lot of like Tyler Perry movie type shit.
0: What? Yeah,
1: so that, me thinking that was a perfect relationship or a perfect marriage, it was far from that. Damn. So, nah, never. So where I learned my lessons from is um, just reading, like books, looking at YouTube videos hearing people, my, my podcast, just hearing different stories about right. love and how to, like, the tips they give or how to love someone and how to go through a breakup, brother. You yeah, you just hear, you just, I just eavesdrop on people's conversations. And you just
0: fly on the wall.
1: Yeah. So that was, that's what I'm learning love. My mentor tried to teach me stuff. I was young. I was in high school.
0: Right, you didn't get yeah.
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> Even want music. It's like... The, the the picture they painted was like, fuck bitches, get money. Type, right, like, like, so it's like... Yeah, it's like... How can you believe? How can you... Yeah. I listen back at songs. Like, Usher's single. You make me want to leave the one I'm with. Like, all this shit. It sounds good, but when you listen to the lyrics, you're like, yo, this nigga is trash. <laughs> <He's a laughs> terrible person. Yeah. So... <laughs> You my, my, um, what is what's another song like? Uh, you're my s- little secret. And that's mm-hmm. how we should keep it. Like, like we so be jamming to be that shit. Bitches. Yeah. Other than that, nah, man. It's just I just go by my instinct and what I learned throughout my years on how to treat a woman. Got
0: it. Yeah. Got it. But my dad has my dad. He he really um. He I wouldn't say he gave me tips or anything, but he'll always listen to me if I have a problem. Like if I'm, I'd be like, "Dad, you know who this nigga Like Just listen to me. Like, he's not about to pack me up or tell me I did something wrong. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. He'll just say his little two cents and just listen. Listen to the rest of the story i fuck with my pops yeah that's He's
1: what amazing. i hope to have with my kids being, being able to communicate with them oh
0: absolutely I will, that's I, the best like part a, like, like a i can't friend. talk to my mom like how's talk to my pops
1: my like, pops she, is
0: super yeah. cool yeah, yeah yeah like he'll listen to anything like i'll tell my dad i robbed the bank and he'll be like did you get out okay <laughs> like his <laughs> you know? his princess
1: mm-hmm. she did no wrong hmm your mother would judge you. Mm-hmm. Why did they say that mm-hmm. about West Indian
0: woman? Like they look at my mother be wild. They like can
1: smile at the son, but looking at the yeah
0: the daughter,
1: like uh,
0: yep. That's funny how that works. Mm-hmm. My dad is super cool. I've always been able to tell him stuff.
1: Man, I wish I knew my dad, but he he was shitty. He lived around the corner from me, and I I barely seen him. Then when i did see him you ever heard of a number hole you know what that is no the number hole is <laughs> is where you play your illegal numbers mm-hmm. um so just like how you play the lottery mm-hmm. but they have like a secret society where they just play numbers and win within themselves you know, mm-hmm. like, so the number holes where everybody sat at waiting for the numbers to come out and play cards throughout the day so we i'll be in there all the time they drinking wine they drinking 40s and all that that was my thing with my father. He stayed in the number hole. Hmm. My mother knew where they find him. You wanna go see your father? Go over there. Yeah, my life is crazy. People look at me and be like, oh, but you don't look like it. Oh, you don't look like this. You ever been that. to therapy? Yeah, I tried it. They tried to give me meds. What? Yeah. <laughs> I was paying for these people. I was you got I was I was say on my podcast, you gotta date the therapist. Like, not like a relationship but mm-hmm. you got to test these people out mm-hmm. but it costs money while you doing right. that so some people may not take my insurance or some people do take my insurance and when they don't it's like 150 dollars a session
0: right
1: and they just listening not giving no feedback or not saying anything and try to rush you out oh all right your time is up i'll see you next week like one therapist asked me for the money right when i first got there oh, you just want to get the money thing out the way before we start. I was like, yo. And then I speak to him. He'll just be staring at me. i was like, nah, I can't do this. And I told him I'm not coming back. Was he black? White.
0: Always black. Listen.
1: It's hard to find those. I tried that and he booked. It was, I started going to therapy. Let me see. It was September. No, October. It was booked to like July next year. Just having an open spot. And I would try to find. Ask my friends like, "You got a black therapist? Let me me get the number." They'd be booked, so I just stopped it. Luckily, I got my podcast where that's like therapy. That's your own
0: therapy.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I can get out my shit. And what I've been doing, I took a tip from from the podcast at the end. The person was like, "I speak to strangers and I get an unbiased opinion from them," Mm -hmm. and that's just that's been working because this person don't know me. Right. Just able to, how you start the conversation just randomly talking to people right. and I get this unbiased opinion and it helps so that's been it that's my therapy my podcast and speaking to strangers mm-hmm. and that thing called phone dumping where you speak it to your phone and um, just listen back to yourself really? yeah it's called a phone dump, a brain dump I've
0: so, never done that
1: yeah, you vent to yourself, and <laughs> then you listen back like you like, like, as like a friend venting to you on, on the phone, but it's yourself,
0: and then we got a clear mind,
1: yeah. You can listen, like, yeah, I was bugging out, but yeah. I could, like, the same you have vent to a friend, vent to your phone, voice mm-hmm. note, got it, yeah. Shit works, yeah. So, uh the podcast is it's been a blessing, I will say that.
0: What are you most looking forward to in the next 10 years?
1: ah, most looking forward to, mm-hmm. to where I'm gonna be at in life, in this world basically. I feel like I, I mean, I feel like I'm important, but I gotta find what I'm gonna do to, um, I don't wanna be, lo- I wanna be loved by the people, but mm-hmm. I wanna be famous, if that makes sense. I, I wanna be known, but not famous. Mm-hmm. So I wanna be known for my skills, I wanna be known for what I'm doing in life. Mm-hmm but not be famous enough where I can't walk outside or um, I can't go to the supermarket. So yeah, I wanna see where the things I'm doing now take me in 10 years. I wanna be successful at what I'm doing now.
0: You think you'll be married in 10 years?
1: But I'll be, but 43, probably not.
0: What?
1: It's hard to find a chick now. At so
0: 43. I
1: think it take about three to five years to fully get to know your relationship and have a comfortable relationship. And if I, let's say I don't find nobody. I
0: think you find somebody in 10 years. And
1: I ain't getting married on the spot. I ain't doing no sucky shit like that. Like, oh, after two weeks, I'm marrying this person. Nah, no, no. I think I need three to five years.
0: I think, I think you find somebody before 10 years. 43? You don't think you'll find somebody in the next 10 years? To get
1: married? Nah. The way it's looking? Nah. Oh. I gotta move. <laughs> 10 years I'll probably still be out here What about you?
0: That's crazy Because in 10 years I see me with my second kid And my husband Damn
1: 10 years go fast
0: I know I think I'm gonna meet somebody soon You kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> the love thing is It's hard I think I'm gonna meet somebody soon
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very picky. That's the thing. So I'm like, this next one got to be my best. I'm very, very picky.
0: You want the next one to be
1: the last one? Yeah. Not, yeah. Mm-hmm. But something.
0: Everybody's sad to date, and that's the problem. Nobody I'll... just wants to, you know, like, because.
1: Everything is so microwavable.
0: It's yeah. I like,
1: quit. I go in the app. Come on. And swipe three chicks.
0: And... and nobody gets to know anybody anymore. You have to know each other
1: girls will find you annoying if you ask them too many questions. That's true, <laughs> too. That's true
0: too. That's true, too. I'm part of the problem.
1: Like, how do you date nowadays?
0: It's hard dating.
1: It's hard. Out here for a pimp. I'm very picky. And I want somebody to match my drive. Mm. That's what I'm looking for, too. Because I met somebody that can match my drive when it comes to like, Let's say I get sick and I got a business that's being ran.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like you, if you could step in and run that same business without me being there,
0: hmm.
1: I know it's it's kind of far fetched, but if you we have this understanding, mm-hmm. and we see eye to eye, I think mm-hmm. she could run the business a little bit. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. Like I say, oh, I'm doing. I'm a podcaster, so I can't podcast. I have to get vocal surgery or something like it. Right, uh, you gotta hold it down yeah, for yeah. the next couple of weeks. Can you jump in and interview this person? I can write the questions, can you do it like? <laughs> right. Somebody, <laughs> and passion wise, like a lot of women just are pretty boring. They don't have nothing besides their looks. I meet a lot of those. Yeah. It's like, yo, you 20, 30, 29,
0: 30.
1: I don't know what you want to do in life? you are just pretty taking selfies. And that's what I used to say. I used to be mean, so I used to say give the ugly compliments. Like damn, you Adam apples are showing. Oh though, my god! You know she got a thousand likes on this picture. She looking good. I just gotta find a way to hate. Oh her. my god! But guess who got the attention? Guess who got responded to? Out of all these hundred niggas that said she was pretty, me. Now I had to, I had to stop doing that though. I had to stop.
0: Doing yeah, that. I terrible. would hate that. Like oh, not again hmm But
1: Yes. Yeah, now I, I I look at the other positives. Let's say she's doing something in her career. Pretty girl, but she could be doing like she's doing other things. I'll point those things out. Mm-hmm. And you juiced the hell out of that carrot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: I'll say something else.
0: That's funny. But as long as it can be funny and not annoying. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then it's like,
1: oh my God. Yeah. What's the worst, um, G, somebody ever tried to spit at you? Like, like somebody ever DM'd you? The Y'all don't up? keep those screenshotted?
0: A nigga the other day DM'd me and was like, I would love to see your mouth around my big fat cock with hard eyes.
1: Yo, the stories I hear about DMs.
0: Not even cock. he thinks that dick. Wow. My, big, my big fat dick, and I'm like, wait, what? Dudes, brave. Post right? had nothing about that. It was nothing about that. Nothing about that. Like, I'm like, damn, I did not even make a post about second dick. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn.
1: Dudes, be brave. I yeah niggas be,
0: yeah, niggas be wildin'. Niggas be wilding. Niggas be wilding. Niggas be wilding. But it's it's a lot of people who just. Let that kind of behaviour carry on. Like a lot of people don't correct that kind of behavior. So when I'm the one who corrects it, I look like the 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 bitch or the crazy person who's now acknowledging that people shouldn't talk to me any kind of way.
1: You know who you're talking to? They probably had some money, they probably got some clout and they feel like they can say whatever. I don't
0: yeah, yeah, I don't really I don't know. Niggas don't normally disrespect me, but I've seen how niggas really disrespect bitches and uh, that's terrible. Yeah. Oh, no. And then it, sometimes it'd be people we know and love. Right. And it'd be another side of them that you just never seen before.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm that friend that says something. Instead of being a yes man, i will be the one and be like, yo, you was wildin'.
0: Okay, and, that's good.
1: But I get the the flack from that. So they may not want to hang out with me as much. They may not... Oh. Have me in a group chat, so yeah, it's always been that way.
0: That's good. At least you say something. Yeah. At least yeah. it's affected them enough for them to feel that they had to do that. Put you up know. A
1: fight. Yeah. A lot of a lot of dudes want to be the man in front of everybody, and mm-hmm. if it's that one person that that challenges them, they they don't want them around. or They don't want them.
0: I get it. Yeah. Mhm.
1: I I don't have too many friends
0: I'm learning about guy friendships a lot Since I've uh, been podcasting Mm -hmm. Because Most guys that come Into 12 with me They end up speaking about their friendships And how They're balancing When having a solid one Or their fallouts Or things in the past that bothered them With their friends Every single guy that came up here I've had Conversation about their friends, and I think that's pretty interesting because that also goes to the conversation of where your OGs is. Like, if you don't even have your friends to relate to or right, people that right. are on the same page, that are your age is kind of like conflicting growing up. Right? Like, damn, I need peers or I need somebody. You know, I need somebody it's to talk to about here. this life Especially, thing. Yeah, like... Wow. How many of us can say the same thing? So many of us don't have don't know how to love. Never seen it. Don't know how to be in a relationship, don't know how you should coexist without toxicity at least. I feel like we learn so much from the internet and the radio subconsciously and we're all just running with it. I truly encourage parents to be transparent with their kids and have these conversations even if you don't know even if you don't know the ins and outs of relationships or how men operate or how women operate it's important to even say that like you know I don't know all the tricks and turns but this is how I feel or this is how I felt when I was your age because your kids are receptive to that they want to hear that they want to feel like y'all are on the same level even in just conversation like that where they're being vulnerable and I know that it's hard, but you have to encourage the transparency from your kids, too, so that they can feel confident and know that they're not being misled or they're not going to Twitter for relationship advice at 26 because they know that their parents didn't steer them wrong, that mom cared about them or dad cared about them. And that's another thing that uh, he spoke about his father's role in his life or the lack thereof. And. I think it was important that he kept on saying that yeah i didn't have my dad but i still had positive male black figures in my life these people still gave me the ins and outs they still told me about leadership and protection and how to provide so it's still important like your child may not have his father in his life i'm speaking to the single mothers your child may not have his father in his life or even the single fathers your child may not have his mother in his life and you have to find it important enough to place those people in your child's life so that they can be level, so that they can be balanced, so that they can understand how to live life adequately. Uh, He brought up some great tips too about therapy because I was questioning like, if you don't have your dad in your life and mom wasn't around all the time, how did you even balance? And I wanna encourage people to start going to school for psychology because black people need black therapists. And it's seeming like it's very scarce out here for people who are trying to be in therapy and find somebody who can relate to their experiences and their issues. I know for sure I wouldn't go to a white woman. I wouldn't go to an Asian woman. I would definitely want to find a Black person. I look long and hard for my Black gynecologist, and I'm never going to switch her. So, you know, it's important to take care of your health and know who is best for you because the people in the medical field don't always give a fuck about Black people. We know that. R.I.P. Uh, Shiajia, who died in the hospital, giving birth. Lots of Black women. You know, I'm not to go on a tangent, but Black people in medical fields don't really do great. Not the people that work it, but the people who are it, experiencing it don't really go so well. So I'm encouraging people to be on the other side of the field, helping Black people. And lastly... Um, he we spoke about marriage in his 10-year plan and that was unfathomable. unfathomable wow that was hard with my gap unfathomable with him like he was like yeah 43 marriage that was crazy to me like I guess in my mind I've been planning my marriage since third grade so <laughs> it's like an expectation women are raised in that like just to feel like that's the end all be all like you're gonna go to school. You're gonna get a good job. You're gonna get married and have kids. Like, that's it. But men can have the liberty of saying, "Yeah, nah, 43. Yeah, I might have a bitch by 43, but <laughs> I might not be married by 43." Like, I think the relationships with his parents uh, definitely give him that outlook on marriage or the relationships that he's seen. It's it's a bigger commitment. It seems like a fairy tale at this point, especially at 33, looking at it. Like, dang, I've tried, so, I've been through so much, I've dated so many people, and this is how it's turned out. So, I'm not really, you know, he's being a realist about it. When you're trying to be an opportunist for too long, you have to turn into a realist because you don't want to be down, like I said in the beginning. And I thought that was really funny because a lot of us are tired of dating, tired of seeing those people who are on surface level, don't want to dig deeper, don't want to be vulnerable. And it gets really hard to communicate with those kinds of people. Um, Speaking about communication, lastly we spoke about um, how people communicate via social media and I've had some of the wildest things come across my DMs and one thing that I will say is I can understand communication being hard for people but disrespect is never funny, it's never okay, and it should never be tolerated. I know me, for one, I'm always going to be the person to respond back and let someone know that this was disrespect and I feel uncomfortable. This is not supposed to happen. And I know plenty of women won't do that. It'll go ignored. They might block them. But sometimes you got to tell these motherfuckers how you feel. Tell them why they're wrong. And when you, once you're done, you could block them. But get it out. Make sure he knows that you're standing your ground and you're not tolerating disrespect. And I'm encouraging men to also have that conversation with their male friends. Like, hey, that wasn't cool. That wasn't right. But as he said, that also comes with different consequences. Do you feel like it's hard to get support from the friends that you do have? Support? Yeah.
1: Oh, hell yeah. I still haven't figured that out. <laughs> like I still haven't figured out what the reason is. <laughs> like <laughs> me, I'm I support anything if I like it. I'm me support too,
0: and that's how I feel too.
1: But, if but I everyone have to, is
0: not like that. Nah,
1: I have to beg people. Not beg. I have to. If I have to put my post in a text and ask you to you post it where, on your story, or but I shouldn't have to do that. You
0: know it's on my page. You know right. where it's at.
1: You liking it. You seeing it. I shouldn't have to ask you outside of. IG to post my or oh, yo can you support this can you reshare this right then, oh yeah viewing my stories you see what I'm talking about you but see? you're not gonna
0: look at right, it right right Right. like what's this funny shit you got going I on I really
1: can't understand it I'm, I'm, I be trying to figure it out I will be in the in the house like why would a nigga like this hate on me I help I help him out I support his stuff I'm always there when they need me why would you hate on me like
0: <laughs> right.
1: I don't. I don't understand it.
0: It's crazy. It's crazy. I think all of us, all creators, all yeah. influencers, un- entrepreneurs, everyone sees it. Like your friends are not the ones who's gonna grasp on. Right. First. It's
1: all strangers. It's
0: gonna be all strangers. Well, I never met, and I met them on all IG or people you barely know, right. or people that you kind of met before. Or, you know, like it's never. The yeah. people
1: who you go to parties with Right, like, right It's right. not, you know, it's not those friends but Well, if I get a little Somebody, uh, uh, all I need is a, co- a co-sign Once I get that one mm-hmm. co-sign That's when they want to jump back mm-hmm. on board
0: mm-hmm.
1: And it's too late then It's like, nah, I see you mm-hmm. One cosign. sign Oh, Charlamagne fuck with this podcast? Oh, right. All right, right it must be something crazy Let me support it now Right uh, I see it all the time like it don't hurt to to show love It mm-hmm. don't take nothing out of your pockets They don't take food out of your mouth and i always had that mindset if i make it we all make it then i can put you on Then i can showcase what you can do over here you, know, you got a catering business maybe i could throw an event you cater like work hand in hand a lot of people don't see it that way
0: right Yeah, y'all. That last quote, I think all my creative friends all my entrepreneurs, anyone starting a business in a small business, in a large business, I think we can all relate to the conversation or the topic of support. Um, What I will say and I will keep saying is that we need to normalize support not having to be a barter system. We can all help each other and give each other different opportunities. And it doesn't have to be, oh, you supported me, so I support you. No, I'm doing everything I'm doing out of the love. I'm not asking anybody to do anything for me. I'm not telling anybody to post my post or to send it to a friend. I want y'all to do it out of the love the same way I do it out of the love. I don't do it for you guys to pay me back. I do it because I enjoy what what I do. And I'm not doubting myself. I know how good it will be. I know how strong I can give my performance. I know how well it will be received. I'll never doubt myself. And if I could end this podcast off any better, it would have to be with a quote from Nip. Nipsey said, the most important thing, number one thing is you got to get rid of doubt. If you got doubt in what you're doing, it's not going to work. And the way you do that is you have a plan. So it may fail that your friend's it may not be that your friends are supporting you. That may fail, right? But you need to figure out a way to get around that. How can I market to other people? How can I advertise to people that don't know me? How can I get my work across without needing to tell my friends to post this or to share with this? Or No, you can't have doubt in your own brand. You can't have doubt in yourself. And that's how I choose to end my podcast off this week, just to reassure you guys that we're all in it together. We all got to figure it out, help support each other, communicate with each other, get these relationships tighter, be able to be vulnerable. These are all things that are so important. And we're all living that experience, no matter how we were raised, no matter how we were brought up, no matter what changed in between what was pivotal, we're all living the same experience in different ways. That it it opened my eyes so much to see that he has been through a completely different lifestyle than me. But we're still struggling with the same things. We're all pretty much going through the same shit together. And I ask you guys to have empathy with each other, to understand that being vulnerable isn't easy. And just to be nicer to each other, guys. (laughs) Seriously. Uh, I noticed this, that I've been doing this since my first podcast. And it's, makes me sick to my stomach that I'm still saying this. Arrest the officers that murdered Breonna Taylor. It is crazy that I am still saying this. It's like over 130 something days since they killed that girl in her own home. That's crazy to me. We need to figure out how to make it all work. Because like I said, it's hard being an optimist when it's time to be a realist knowing that you're Black. You guys enjoy the rest of your weekend. Um, I'm going to be giving you guys a whole bunch of new content. Feel free to leave a message. Feel free to hit me up if you like an interview. Like I said, it's only 45 minutes out of your day. We record it and I'm out your hair. Um, be blessed, y'all. Enjoy. Hard dating I feel like every girl has the the forever guy the forever guy is the guy that you fuck all the time when you don't have anyone else and then you can have like your side nigga that's the nigga who actually likes you and takes a you on forever dates forever
1: guy I don't have a forever chick As men you don't know? have that I don't nah well, I stressed them out probably
0: like you don't <laughs> have that one ex that you can fuck anytime.
1: Probably that's one. But that's your favorite chick. I never ask. I never look at her like that. Like know.
0: y'all both cool if you hit her up or if he hit you
1: up. It's, yeah, it's but cool. sexually, I never look at her like that. Anymore.
0: I mean, that's on you, but you, that's your favorite. <laughs> you wasting your favorite chick. <laughs> oh shit, y'all! I almost forgot, and I'm glad I didn't. We are now sponsored by the two twelve. Is sponsored by burn and ash rolling papers they are high class king size slim natural gum organic hemp rolling papers you can find them on instagram at burn and ash with two h's or you can shop for rolling papers and other accessories at www.burnandash.com. So that's B-U-R-N-A-N-D-A-S-H.com. Burnandash.com. Check them out, y'all. They're the best rolling papers I've rolled in. They don't tear. They burn perfectly. No canoeing. I fuck with it, y'all. Burn and Ash rolling papers. Pick up your own.